0: episode 33 with Derek Furlough on the Nine Point Start with a Dream Podcast. Welcome to Nine Point Started with a Dream Podcast. Our goal is to showcase the stories of the athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey. This is your host, Jacoby Gillum. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Um this episode, we have Derek Furlough. Um, his story is, you know, it's one that's kind of powerful. It's one that's about... Realizing the lesson, than you in your story. Realizing kind of how the purpose is bigger than you. If you can just kind of take time to just look look outside yourself, and it's a great story here, just like about what's next, and just keep it moving and kind of keep the goals and keeping just keeping aspiring. So great story here. You're gonna love, gonna love his message, and hope you enjoy it. So Let's get to it. The so question stuff that everyone comes on is: When you're younger as an athlete, what's one of your bigger dreams to goals you want to achieve?
1: When I was younger as an athlete, the um the the end goal was always the NFL. However, like I seen like Ricky Williams and guys that that, that, that rocked the 31. So I I, I liked the, the idea of winning the 31 in the NFL. And then I like I mean that was Roy Williams. Then I seen Ricky Williams with the dreads. Um so I'm like one day. I want to be able to have my hair hanging out my helmet, and people know me by me playing on the field, my hair hanging out my helmet, and that was like the the, the smaller goal in college, that like to get, even get to college, and then the bigger scale was to get to the NFL. So I had them um, on different levels. However, the end end big goal was to get in the NFL. However, you know. Now, when I think about it, it wasn't necessarily just the NFL. it was the opportunity to put my family in position to to win at, at life financially. However, the, the sports was just a vehicle or NFL was just a vehicle, so um, that was the, the
0: one of the biggest goals I would definitely say. Awesome. So at what age did that kind of dream kind of start that I want to be an NFL athlete? I want to get my family to a place where so they don't have to worry about anything ever again. Where did that start?
1: Well, I mean, that the, the getting my family to a place where they never have to worry again, that that was more of, um, that started early from just growing up, being raised by a single mom with three kids in Southwest Atlanta, and, and seeing the struggle of her working, coming home late, us not really ever having a Christmas, us having to spend a night at friends' houses sometimes, because... The lights without or having to go get ball water from the neighbor house to pour it in the tub to, to, to have hot water um, just in case she couldn't get the bill paid. So those little small struggles when I was younger I always fueled the fire of wanting a better life and making it where we never had to live like that. However, the trajectory of football being the vehicle that can solve that problem, man, honestly to me, it probably came in a little late. I didn't necessarily – take it serious, serious until like ninth grade, maybe, maybe 10th when I was in high school. And then guys noticed that I could technically be really good. And that's kind of where it shifted. Okay, I ain't selling drugs. This rapping deal ain't for everybody maybe this 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 sports deal will be my vehicle. And out of all these sports, I'm pretty good at football, so maybe this can be the vehicle. So that's kind of how that kind of the first half and the second half came together with football can be the vehicle that can help change my family's financial future.
0: I love that kind of going back to like what you said about, you know, I wasn't going to do the drugs things. I wasn't going to do the rapping things. So I thought sports. I think that's so key to hear, like, that's the realness of a lot of stories, right? You know, yep. like if if like it kind of kind of kind of kind of comes down to those three, I and mean, it's like, all right, what what do I take? So when you decided to say football is going to be my vehicle, it's going to give me to college, going to get me to that next level, how did you approach that journey to to make it happen?
1: Man, the, well, the journey kind of unfolded itself. Really, I was in um, we was in Griffin, Georgia at the time. I had moved out of the city of Atlanta, we was out in Griffin, and I finally started playing, like, all high school sports, basketball, football, and track, and then at the end of the season or the school year, my stepdad job transferred him to Arkansas. So that entailed us having to move, which we had did a lot of moving around when I was younger, and I didn't even really want to move again. However, once the house sold, we had had no choice but to move. So once I got to Arkansas, I was in CrossFit, Arkansas, and – Going from Georgia and growing up in the inner city of Atlanta to moving around in Georgia, in Atlanta, to getting to a place called Crossroads, Arkansas, man, it's completely different landscape. So it was like a culture shock when I got there and I had to get out of there. So I was unhappy. I was mad. I was angry. I was upset. I wasn't in control of my life or my freedom. I couldn't. I felt like. I had just found my 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 own me in that Situation I was in in high school earlier, and then we moved. So, at this point, when I got to Arkansas, man, it was kind of like you got to get out of here. So, that survival of either you're gonna make this football thing work or you're gonna die living in cross to Arkansas, um, is gonna happen. So, it was like, all right, which how I'm gonna get out of here? Um, sports, you're gonna be the vehicle, and actually, I, I planned on playing basketball and running track and playing football in high school. Well, when we first got there, it was during basketball season. So, I'm on the basketball team. We go home. We go, we go to Atlanta for um, Christmas break and that on that, on the front end of it. And sure enough, man, um, we come back and we had missed some basketball practices and a couple games or whatever it looks like. And Coach was like, hey, man, you got to run 500 bleachers to get back on the team. And I'm like, well, man, I don't like basketball that much. So, <laughs> that kind of went basketball out the window, and at that point, I'm like, "Well, crap! I ain't got nothing left for track and football." I really didn't like running track because it felt like punishment, but I could, I could, I could hold my own at it. So that's that's kind of when football became the um, the uh, the official vehicle that was going to help me get out of Arkansas and help my dream by a, a process of elimination.
0: So that's kind of funny, man. Like, so it came down to bleachers. You you were like I ain't about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Came out to some bleachers, bro. I'm like, man, I ain't running all these bleachers. It's like, it ain't even that serious. <laughs> 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 we from we from Atlanta. We go home for the holidays, and we miss basketball practice. Like, um, yeah, you expected me to stay here? Nah, not a chance. So yeah, that's that's kind of what happened, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So so when came down to kind of choosing a school, you know, that would kind of give you the opportunity, kind of to achieve the goal that you, that you had in mind. How do you have to go about that journey?
1: Man, that was a whole journey within itself because I get to Arkansas um, my sophomore year. I played, me and my brother, we played not as much as we wanted to as far as being the man on the team. We had some pretty solid guys um, ahead of us that was older than us. So it was technically their team um, being the new guys. But my junior year, we had a chance to really put an indent and making an impression on the squad. And, man, we got up and running. And um, I had this goal of being the number one running back in the state, taking the city city and the school to a state championship, putting them on the map, making them known as a powerhouse in in football, and helping the team go undefeated. So these are some personal goals I had because I know it hadn't been done. And I had already seen the blueprint because Darren McFadden was from Arkansas, and he had already done it and was committed to Arkansas. So I seen the blueprint. So at that point, man, I just, I just went to work. I knew I needed to get rushed about 2,200 yards, at least 20 touchdowns, and that alone carry us to a state championship and, and, and allow us to kind of do some work. And that would be my get-out-of-Arkansas plan. I know I'd get some recognition. I knew that would give me some scholarship opportunities. So we went to work on that, man. And my junior year, we started off the season out the gates, man, got about 3-0 and real quick, non-conference play. Then we got into conference play, and we start climbing up the ranks, man. 5-0, and 6-0, 7-0, 8-0, 9-0, 10-0, we finished the season. So I'm looking like, man, this get out of Arkansas, plan is coming together. We got a couple games to go. We're going to win the state championship. These recruiting letters are going to keep coming in. I'm going to go ahead and get me a full-ride scholarship back to the University of Georgia, because I really just wanted to get back to Georgia, growing up in Georgia. And sure enough, we, we we make it through the first round of the playoffs, make it through the second round of the playoffs. We get to the third round, one game away from state championship game, and we lose. So at this point, I don't have a little, I don't a little taste of what it's like to win and what it's like to to, to 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 have a nice run like that. And I knew they get out of Arkansas playing. was going to happen? I knew I was going to give me a full ride um, to Georgia because at this point in time, the season ends and I'm starting to get these letters and we're starting to get some tension, The city on the map, the school on the map. And I started to take some visits. So, at that point, I knew it was all – I knew it was going to all work out. I knew everything was working out in my favor. Um, However, what I didn't account for was, as I did all these visits to all these camps, places like LSU, Ole Miss, Georgia, multiple times. I visited Arkansas my last last little visit. No, I wasn't planning on going there. But we was up there, and they had some of the top guys in the state there, and we're doing these ball drills. And I jumped for a ball, came down kind of funny. Didn't think too much of it, man. And on that ride home from – they had to be a Larkin saw to cross because my knee swole up. And it kind of scared me a little bit, but nothing too much because I finally made it to the doctor a couple of days later. And they said it was just a meniscus tear. You just get it scoped and you'll be on your way. So we put it off for a little while. I finally got it done. Um, finally went to go get it done before the season started. And when um, we got the scope done, I actually woke up as they was rolling me out of the operating room. And as they was rolling me out, man, I had a chance to kind of – come to consciously a little bit and I touched my leg. And when I touched my leg, I had felt this brace. And when I asked the doc, um, what's this brace on my leg? He said, oh, that brace, that brace right there, we were padding your ACL. And you knowing anything about ACL, you know, that's gonna put you out for a whole year. So at that moment, everything kind of shattered for me because I went from having everything going my way, being a, being a man on this football landscape to having a surgery getting something done that wasn't necessarily I wasn't going in for to completely remove me off that football landscape going into my senior year of high school where, where we were pretty much going to run the table and do exactly what I had planned those minutes doing. So that kind of shifted the gates of this whole recruiting process, man. Um, a lot of the smaller schools that offered me, I really didn't plan on going because I already knew my mind was made up. I wanted to go play in the SEC. I wanted to go to Georgia. And I had visited Georgia multiple times. The only thing I didn't have was actual like commitment letter and and, and and official things things of that nature. So, at this point in time, the teams the, the season starts. Teams start off three and zero, and then they get wind that I'm not coming back, and I'm out for the season. And the team kind of folds a little bit, and the word gets out. And now Coach Rucker, that was recruiting me to go to Georgia, he leaves. He goes to Texas. He was running back coach at the time, and. He was the tightest one I was with, so at this point, all that recruiting work that I had been doing, that I had been doing with him in relationships, that kind of shattered all those other small places that I had put on the back burner because I knew I wasn't coming. Those conversations never really started back up again, and now I'm sitting here looking like a duck out of water because I had burned some bridges and let some places know, look, I wasn't coming there because I knew where I belong, I knew where I wanted to play, and now all of a sudden, this injury done kind of changed the whole trajectory of what I what I thought I was going to be doing and where I thought I was going to be going. So. At that point, things got real, man. Things got real, real, real quick.
0: I man, I can make that a lot. Just that—that you—you had this whole plan of what the journey could look like for you. You know, you're gonna play the season now. You're gonna ball out, get that offer, live, live out your dream. And it hit you right. So, so, so when it came to hitting that sense of adversity, how did you have in your mind that I'm going to bounce back? That I'm still going to get this get out of Arkansas card, you know how you, how do you have that mindset still.
1: Man, at that point it was really kind of like Lord, what 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 are you what are you what do you got in plan? cuz I know you got me here for a reason. And I had always said when people asked me why do we move to Arkansas, I, I I always jokingly said, I'm here to make y'all lives better. Like that was my arrogant joke, right? And um it was kind of interesting cuz at that point in time I didn't realize the, the significance of that statement. However, once that injury happened, it was kind of like, okay, Lord, what you got me here for? What's the plan? Because at this point in time, I wasn't sure what was going on. But then he said something to me one day. I was doing rehab. I started doing rehab three times a day because I didn't know what else to do. I just figured I had been working my butt off this long, this hard. I might as well just keep on working. Like I had this Cinderella story in my head that the team was going to finish, get to the playoffs. I was going to have this miraculous comeback within within – Two months and play the end of the year and take a state championship and and and, and win this thing and still get my full ride right like it was Cinderella all in my head. So I just I just I rehab like like that was really gonna happen, um, which didn't help anything. So like I ended up making staples come out and set myself back. But in this process, man, I was doing rehab one day and I was mad, angry, in tears, and I was like, "Why me, Lord? Why me?" And then he said something to me. He said, um, Man, I gave you that football stage for something bigger than you, and you was using that football stage for your own purpose, selfish ambitions, reasons, and goals. And since I gave you that stage, I had to take it away from you to get your attention. And that's, boy, yeah. And that's when it all kind of set in, man. And I was kind of like, well, you got my attention, and I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be doing now, but whatever, whatever's supposed to happen, I'm going to let you, let you have control of my life and let it happen. So at that moment, that whole, I'm here to make y'all lives better, I think became more real because I was there for something bigger than the game. That game was as a temporary stage for my permanent purpose, and I wasn't truly fulfilling my permanent purpose. So that's when things got interesting, man. All I did was train and rehab, but it just made me so much aware of I supposed to be doing something bigger than just playing this football game, man. And you'll be amazed once you become – Awoke, awoke to your true purpose and what you really supposed to be doing and how you really supposed to be living, how go how, how the Lord kind of line things up and let things work. So that's kind of what started to happen, man. I um I thought I was living right per se, but I eventually had to realize my relationship was exactly with the Lord, wasn't exactly what it needed to be. So I had to work on that. Um so I sort of just get more locked in, get more dialed in, and then I found myself in, in, a, in, a, in a somewhat of a better place. I knew it was going to work out. I just wasn't sure how. And sure enough, man, we're going to track season. And I really need a light track. And I'm just running just to see, can I get my knee better, feeling better? And, man, we finished through um, track and going around into to spring before I get ready to graduate. And I get this letter in the mail from the University of Tennessee. And it was inviting me to their spring fling. A place I'd never been, a place I never even thought about. I watched them play one time, which was in 04. They was playing against Georgia, and I was rooting for Georgia. And uh, when I got to man, I'm like, man, we got to go check this place out. So we come up here. knew nothing about Tennessee, man, but when I got here, something felt different. It, it felt like – I don't know. I couldn't even tell you the feeling, but something felt different. And I had a chance to go see the players, play the spring game, meet a lot of the guys afterwards, man. And um, – I remember having this conversation with one of the guys named David Holbert and he'd be like, Hey man, you come here. They're going to take care of you. We're going to take care of you. And um, that conversation was really the last conversation I had before I had a go chance to go meet with coach former coach Caldwell and coach Slade. And I had a chance to walk in there and meet with him. And as I walked into the office, it was kind of cool. Coach Caldwell was the guy recruiting the state of Arkansas. And uh, he was like, Hey man, we, we heard that you're a pretty good player. And we heard your knees messed up, so unfortunately we can't offer you a full ride scholarship because we're not sure how your knees gonna heal. But if it does heal and you're capable of playing like you're capable of playing, um, and you return, we got a full ride scholarship waiting on you. So at that moment, I was like, "Sign me up!" And it was the craziest thing behind it. He told me, "Yeah, we actually saw you on film playing against two guys that was already committed to come here." So it was one of those things, man. Lord had a bigger plan in place and he had to humble me and set me on the right path before he truly put me in position to do those things or live my dream or pursue those purposes or those goals that I originally had for myself. So he had to take the stage away and give me that, that path, less travel so I can earn it. Cause if it would have been easy and it would have came how I expected it to come to me, I probably would have blew it. So, um, that's, that's kind of how the journey took place for me. Man,
0: I got chills right now. Like just, just because, I lived a similar story in a sense of that, and then just that 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 getting humbled like you said it opened your eyes to the bigger picture than what you were living right yeah that's that's, that's wow, okay so you, you so Tennessee gives you the opportunity that that you, that you want to get out of Arkansas, Yes. You, your knees still recovering. you're trying to get back to this game, so like just like you said like what's next
1: yep. 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 So so literally, now I get to Tennessee and we I come in with the number one recruiting class in the country, and now it's like okay, your knee is you've been recovering for nine months right now, and we come in early because we came in in the summertime, so it's like get to work. And <clears throat> as far as I was concerned, it was like hey, you you belong here. So I just went to work. So we go through the first um, summer. I, I feel like I got bigger, I got stronger, I got faster. So we go into um, fall camp, and I come out of fall camp. And as soon as I come out of fall camp, you know, I don't think – I don't understand how this college business works. So I go back to coaching. i like, hey, coach, I made it through fall camp. I came in. I, hold, I held my own with the best of them. I got bigger. I got stronger. I got faster. Can I get my full scholarship? And they looked at me and was like, uh, no. So – at this point, I'm like, okay, maybe I didn't really do much. I got to get back to the drawing board and actually, like, really step it up, right? So, the season goes. Next season come around, we're ready to go into fall camp. I know my alignment. I know my assignment. I know my I know my checks. I know my audibles. Got got bigger. Got stronger. Got faster. So, we come out of camp. I go back to coach and say, hey, coach, I know my alignment. I know my assignment. I know my reason. I know my adjustments. I know my checks. I got bigger. I got stronger. I got faster. Kinda get my full scholarship? They look at me and they say, nope. So now, I'm looking around like, all right, well, you put me here for a reason. What's the deal? Like, I'm doing exactly what you told me that I'm supposed to be doing. Or well, at least I think I am anyway. Why this, this scholarship thing ain't working out for me? And sure enough, man, the season starts. We get the season rocking and rolling, and then we get so far down the line, man, and we are playing – um, this team called Air Force and my buddy inky Johnson gets hurt Ended up almost par- well he, he paralyzes his right shoulder and almost loses his life and At this point, we had a chance to go visit him in the hospital two two three days after the surgery and we walked into the room I was like the fourth, third fourth guy in line and coach Scott, coach Slade was up in the front. And as we was filing in, I remember Coach Slate saying, hey, Ink, how you feeling? And Ink said, man, I'm at peace. And when he said that, it hit me completely different because I'm sitting up here thinking, mad, angry, upset about my scholarship, about not getting the things I thought I deserved, not not playing as much as I wanted to, not having this full-ride scholarship, having to have some some loans. And my man almost lost his life, his arm is paralyzed, he might not play this game ever again. And he said, he's at peace. Man, when that thing hit me, bro, it really woke me up. I said, I'm not sure what piece, what peace ain't got, but I need that piece in my life. And that's when it all kind of started all over again, man. It was like, all right, I got to figure something out. And that's when that came to the conclusion, man. All the things the Lord took this football stage away from me, from doing, from being selfish, focusing on me, my, my personal ambitions, reasons, and goals. Man, I was doing it again. I was focused on my own personal reasons and goals in college, again. Trying to get my scholarly, trying to get myself in position so my family never had to worry again, trying to play more. I was focused on me, and I wasn't being the teammate or the, or the man of God. I was supposed to be been helping my, those younger teammates that was coming behind me, helping them have faith, helping them know that it's okay to be an athlete and love the Lord, helping them realize that, hey, you're going to go through some stuff, but it's okay, you can overcome it. Like, I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing, so guess what? He ain't opened up the next door for me. So he had to bring it to my reality again. And at this point in time, man, I'm like, all right, I'm listening. Because um, apparently what I'm doing ain't working. So that's when I got locked in with FCA, man, and had a chance to truly give my heart to the Lord and just start moving obediently and, and, and working how I'm supposed to be working and, and, and focus on the things I'm supposed to be focused on. It's more important, just not my own personal selfish ambitions, goals, and reasons for what I want out of the game and doing those things that the game had gave me that stage to do and really making an impact on my teammates and those guys that's coming behind me that needed mentorship, that needed guidance. And sure enough, man, when I started doing those things, it's funny how things work out because cause summer come back around, we're going to fall camp. I done got big, I got strong, I got fast. I knew my alignment, I knew my techniques, I knew my adjustment, I knew my plays. I'm out there on the fields buzzing around. We coming off the field, man. I'm getting interviews left and right reporters going to coach, asking why this guy not playing, why this guy not on scholarship. Man, by the time fall camp over with, I don't even have to go to coach and ask him, can I get my scholarship? They come to me and say, hey, man, we want to give you a full ride scholarship to the University of Tennessee. So it's amazing how how things work out, man, when we do what we're supposed to do.
0: Man, that's, that's something right there, isn't it? Bro, something ain't the word, man. Because, like, I've, I've heard the, the Inky Johnson story, so I, I know, like, that whole situation – and kind of how it connects with you, how you said it puts you at peace, right? I said he's at peace, right? So you were like, all right, how can I get that same peace?
1: Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. Had to have it. Had to have it. I, I, was, I was mad over over small things to a giant when you think about it, man. I'm talking about a scholarship. He's talking about life. You know what I mean? He's talking about life and death. I'm talking about scholarship. Like, come on, man. They don't even compare. I was, I was, yeah, it was, yeah, completely different, man completely different situation.
0: So for anyone like you know, right now, that's lifting nothing an athlete right now, you know whether they're in pro, whether they're in college, whether they're in high school, junior high, whatever it may be, what would be your advice to maybe just on, I guess, finding that, that piece, finding that purpose, just to kind of, to have that goal, but understand there's another goal that's going to help you achieve that main purpose of yours.
1: Man, the biggest thing I realized, man, this thing is bigger than you. Like, When you really sit down and think about everything in your life it's bigger than you. Sports is a a prime example of this thing bigger than you. You, you are individual on a team that's bigger than you. That team is a part of a a university that's bigger than you. The university is a part of an organization that's bigger than it. So at the end of the day, this thing is bigger than you. Your, 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 your last name is going to outlive your first name. So when you think about something being bigger than you, all right, Derek, but this furlough on the back of this Jersey my my wife gonna have this name, my kids gonna have this name, my family already got this name. So this thing, my life is really, I mean, this thing is really bigger than me. So when it comes down to it, when they start when we start being selfish and stop thinking about us all the time and start operating to fulfill that bigger purpose, that bigger mission, because we're all here for a purpose and a reason. And we have to become it and, and, and realize that we're here for something bigger than us, sports is just a temporary stage for our permanent purpose. It's going to give us a stage to really make an impact and do those things we're really supposed to be doing. However, along the way, we got to realize what are those things we're really supposed to be doing. I just so happen to have a couple crash courses because I wasn't listening a couple different times where it finally made sense to me. And you get clues along the whole way. So I'll tell them, for one, you got to be more aware and realize this thing bigger than you. It's not about you at all. Everything you do and you don't do is still bigger than you. Like it's going to indirectly or directly affect somebody else the way it's supposed to affect them or the way it don't supposed to affect them based off how you respond to it and what you do or what you don't do. So it just lets you know that this thing is bigger than you. And once I realized that the Lord started to really work and in the process of him working, he let me tr- truly find my purpose, which was to impact, inspire and empower people. And those younger guys that was coming behind me to be that role model, because they was coming from rough situations and what I came from. And I also focus on myself. I wasn't doing what I was there to do. So they got to get – they got to be more selfless um, and realize that it's something bigger than than just that game, whatever that sport is they're playing. And that sport is really not their purpose. That's so what they see as their purpose, but it's really a temporary stage for their permanent purpose. And they got to start being aware of what their true purpose is so now they can still start living intentionally and execute and doing the things they're supposed to be doing. And when you start doing that, focus on something that's bigger than you, everything else comes together, man. So um, – the team concept teaches us that however we're so self-absorbed and in the mix in the matrix we don't miss it so one thing i will always tell them is, is don't miss the message because i almost missed the message twice and and it's pretty simple in the middle of your mess don't miss your message and when you think about it your mess is just a messenger for your message you just got to be be aware and be conscious of it so that's what i would tell them man um it, you see it every single day, you hear it every single day, but a lot of times we don't actually catch it until we're on the backside of it and we don't completely miss that opportunity to fulfill that, that, that purpose in that stage, man. So it's, um, it's, it's definitely um, power and awareness and, and just realizing this thing's so bigger than you. And, and in the process of doing it, work on that personal relationship because you're there for a reason. You're all here for a reason. We all go through different stuff for a reason, but we put right in that situation where we're supposed to be doing something we're supposed to be doing. It just a matter of whether we execute it or not, um, whether it's a good background, a terrible background, a rough upbringing, a, a stress-free upbringing. All those things happen for you to get on that team and be exactly where you're at in that exact moment. So you can impact inspire and empower somebody around you that's from a different background that got some different things going on in their life so you can get them hope. So at the end of the day, we can all live a better life, man, for a bigger purpose.
0: Man, you're out here preaching right now.
1: Hey, hey, man, I'm just telling you what. what it was. I'm just trying to tell them the truth. If if somebody would have told me this, hopefully I would have been aware and, and, and open to listening. So if somebody hear it, hopefully they're open and they're aware to listening. Um, because I know I didn't know it until it was happening to me, and I was in the middle of my mess, and I almost missed my message. So I told them before, bro.
0: Love that, man. So so you got you got got the offer right. So. So what's next in this thing for Derek? What's this next move that you got to achieve that part of the journey?
1: Man, the, the, the next part was being that example, man, and, 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 and fulfilling the purpose. So I, I I got the scholarship, and then I was like, okay, I was first one in the fam to, to to go to college. Now I'm getting the scholarship, and 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 to play ball. So what can what can what can I do now? Lord, you done gave me the stage. What what can I really do with it? And um. I ended up graduating in three years, was able to get my master's, and and in that time frame as well, I was still playing. So that was a feat to my nephews and my nieces and everybody that's going to come behind me because now they have no excuses. However, I wasn't done yet because now it's like, okay, I got a shot to change our family's financial future with this NFL deal. Well, things had already been rocky as it was with not playing as much as I wanted to. I played behind Eric Berry, which was um, a great guy to learn from, and it was, it, was, it was awesome to see him get a chance to, to, to come back from his injuries and, and, and play in the NFC championship, AFC Championship game the other day. Um, so I had a chance to learn a lot from him how to be a playmaker on the field and off the field. So now I graduate, get, get ready to um, train for the pro day. I hurt my shoulder. And at this point, they're like, well, you got to have shoulder surgery. Five different doctor's opinions. I had already had a knee ACL surgery before, seeing that the time of recovery, seeing what it was going to take, and I knew that hey, that that temporary stage for that permanent purpose, it was time that was coming to an end. It was time for me to find what was next, the next stage, or what was the next part that I was supposed to be doing because that vehicle of sports, it got me where it needed me to go, and now it was time to change vehicles. You know what I mean? Like it was like, I, hey, it got me to level five. Now it's time for me to go to level six, and you can't take the same car to level six, so I had to switch vehicles. So at that point in time, I knew sales and entrepreneurship. Within my purpose was going to be the next vehicle. So, um, I, I, this whole football deal, it was pretty much done. And I went and found a um, sales job. And in the process of me doing that sales job, an arena team reached out to me, kept asking me to play. I told them my shoulder was messed up. They didn't believe me. They paid for a physical. I actually passed the physical, so I felt um, obligated to play play two years of arena ball. And that's when I really realized, man, this thing. Um, this, this temporary stage for a permanent purpose deal. My, my purpose is definitely bigger than this because getting paid this change to play this game and that wall being as hard as it is, it ain't worth it. However, it was fun, it was a great experience. I just seen that a lot of guys were so locked in and committed to this game and that vehicle wasn't going, it wasn't going to take them where they needed to go. They had families that was depending on them, they had people that lives were technically in their hand and they was too busy locked in on this same old dream, same old purpose that wasn't big enough because. They, they weren't seeing a bigger picture outside of themselves. They was being selfish and not selfless and just thinking about their dreams, their goals, and not the bigger picture. So at that point, it kind of fulfilled that. I think I got my, 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 um, my exit to say, you know what? The game was good to you, and that's time for you to leave it alone and do something bigger and truly fulfill that purpose, exit to the next vehicle. So um, that's what I did, got into sales. And when I got into sales, man, it got interesting because I had an online business and I was in sales, and both of them was full commission. And that's when a lot of the things from the game began to carry over into life and into business because that first two years in sales, it was a struggle. It was, it was, it was, it was a feast of famine. And um, that's when I started to, have to apply myself and just started thinking, okay, how, how, how do I become the best at this? Kind of like I made myself the best at me playing sports. And that's when I, that, what, that what's next came in, and I started taking those transferable skills that sports had taught me. And I figured out how I could take them away, how I can correlate them, and how I can carry them over into sales to make me be the best in the game over there, man. And from that point moving forward, I, every every day was just like going to practice. I call practice now life prep. We, we wasn't just practicing football. We was practicing life. It was prepping us for life. And a lot of those same things we did apply off the court, off the field, off the track, out the pool. However, if you're not thinking on a bigger scale or, or, of what's next, if you ain't thinking on a bigger scale of – of it's being bigger than you, you, you will leave a lot of those things on the court, on the field, on the track once you're done. And you'll think you got to start over or, or don't know anything or don't think sports has taught you anything. And you're thinking that you at ground zero once you get into the next phase of life. And so my what's next was a, a, a transition that I brought a lot of stuff with me that I felt could add value to me in the marketplace when I got into
0: sales. Man, like your journey is is – it's, it's dope. Like just to, to just kind of see how it started with, you know, the guy from Georgia, who moved moved to Arkansas. That was like, ah, I don't want to be here no more. I want to go back to Georgia. And then got hurt in Tennessee. Now you're got the offer. Now you're in sales. So, when you when you look at this whole journey so far, right? How 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 do you feel? Like, what do you feel with the next the next phase to? To achieving your purpose to keep going to what is the next move for you
1: man next move we in it right now man we, we in it right now man we 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 went through the sales process and I learned the game I learned people I learned entrepreneurship I, I learned I put in some I put in the same work that I put in on the field as far as prepping as far as as far as studying as far as practicing as far as role-playing as far as watching film I did the same things in sales and and, and as an entrepreneur. So I learned that, hey, everything I had been doing was prepping me for this stage right here. So I started doing, I I was in a sales game for that company about seven, eight years. And then finally, I'm in that sales game, man. And finally, the Lord was like, all right, your bigger purpose is here. You don't don't learn exactly what you need to go, what you need to know to go to the next phase of life. And the next phase is for you to be speaking and and doing speaking, impact and inspiring, empowering people and athletes transitioning but also selling your tools that I've equipped you with this knowledge to help empower them where they at so they don't have to go through the same thing that you went through. So at that point, I wrote the book, What's Next? How to Transition Like a Champion, walked away um, from that sales job and went on the road doing more speaking full-time, which was making me go right back to full-time commission again, back to being just like I was when I got into sales, had to start at ground zero. No money, no nothing, except for the money I had stacked up go back out here and earn it. So then I ended up writing the transition transition playbook, which just released last year, and Sports Like Business University, which is a whole bunch of programs that are designed to help athletes transition and take all those intangibles that they learn in sports and actually use them in life and in business. So we pretty much started back over. But every play, every step was like, all right, you learn something right here. You go to step two, you're going to use all scenes you learned in step one. All right, you learn something right here on step two, you're going to use everything you learned in step one and step two on step three. So it was like climbing a ladder. So with my, with my logo, when I came up with what's next, how to transition like the champ in, in Sports Life Business University, um, my company is called Sports Life Business LLC, and it's puzzle pieces. It's the puzzle piece because I believe sports helped me put it all together. Like Sports Life Business University is where all these things come together, the sports side, the life side. In the business side, they come together like a puzzle piece if you're aware and if you're paying attention. And for me, everything that happened in my life, it all prepared me for the next phase of what was happening and for what was going to happen in my life. I just became aware of it. So once it started to happen, I was able to have something to take away from it. I could correlate something really easy and I could carry it over. So right now we are in that what's next for me. And right now, man, we on a massive movement to change the way athletes transition into life after sports with with them having a book they can read, a curriculum they can take, an online university um, transition training platform. They can go and look at the videos of me sharing how to take those transferable skills and use them and me continue to drop the ad content. So now they can have a place they can go, a place, a book they can read, a course they can take. Cause I know when I was growing up, I heard a lot of people say, Hey man, I learned this from sports. Well, when they said they learned this from sports, none of them can ever point me to a book, a class or a course they can show me how I can learn that from sports. They just said they learned it from sports. And if I can't think how they think, I can't learn from sports how they learn from sports. So what I wanted to do, I want to remove that from the problem and give athletes a, a sure fire way, a class, a course, something solid they can go to and say, Hey, I learned this from sports and this is how I learned it. Cause I read this, but this is how I learned it. Cause I, I took this online and now every other athlete that don't think like they think can pick up the same thing and it can be passed on through the history of, of athletes transitioning into life as a sports. So man, that's, that's my what's next. That's going to allow me to impact and inspire and empower people. But that's going to allow me to fulfill my purpose by adding value to those athletes that's, that's, that's coming along, that's in the same boat that I was in, that's in a different boat. But at the end of the day, all of them got this, this dream, this bigger purpose. And some of them realize that some of them don't. And that that was the vision the Lord gave me and all the stuff I went through to, to give it back. So that's what we on right now. we on a massive movement, man, to impact, inspire, and empower people with the tools that the Lord done blessing with, man.
0: Man, I love doing this. This like interview there because like going into it, I know like I had an idea of like your story. You know, I thought you know maybe another athlete. You know, want to go want to go D one, make it happen. But just the the hearing how you found like you said, you know, you found like like you found a mess, and you found a method in your mess in your mess, right? And then how you just found that mess and kind of figure out how can I make this benefit someone else other than myself. Yes, sir. And I, and I think that's so powerful how you're going about this whole journey to say it's, it's bigger than me. You know, I want to give back to the game the way the game gave me something. So, so man, much, much respect to you and what you're doing.
1: Appreciate that, brother. Appreciate that. You hit it right on the head, man. You got to give the game, bro. The game give us so much, man. But we only think about what we get a game. We never think about what we took away from the game. The only thing we can think about, I put blood, sweat, and tears into this game. I put I put hours in on the court. I put hours in in the fair room. I put hours in in the training room. I done broke bones for this game. That's all we think about Louis done gave the game. But how many times do we actually sit down and think about what the game gave us, man? The game really gave us a stage. It gave us an opportunity. It gave us a name. It gave us, it gave us an education. The game gave us a platform. The game gave us confidence. It gave us hope. The game gave us a way out. I mean, the game give you a lot if you sit down and think about it. But the game gives you a blueprint. You know what I'm saying? Like, the game gave me a lot. And I just want to be able to share it because guys playing sports every day. And given everything they got to the game, but how many of them will actually think about what the game gave them when it's all said and done? Not
0: many, man. Not many.
1: So that's what we're on a mission to do, brother. That's what we're on a
0: mission to do. Hey, man. Well, I'm glad you came on. So, so what are your links right now? Your social media, your website. If we can get that plugged into right now.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, anybody can find me on LinkedIn, on IG, on YouTube. At Derek Furlow Jr. So that's D E R R I C K F U R L O W J R. That's Junior. Um, They can go to the website derekfurlow.com, and they also can go get their free copy of "What's Next: How to Transition Like a Champion" at sportslifebusiness.com. That's sportslifebusiness.com. So they can get those while supplies last.
0: Yeah, man, keep crushing it! Like, like there's something I think. I think your your next chapter is going to be bigger than bigger than all the rest of them.
1: I appreciate that, brother. I appreciate it. We 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 on a mission, man. So I'm just going to empty the bucket and see what happens.
0: Definitely, my man. You got something good right here.
1: I appreciate that, bro, man. Thank you for the opportunity, man. Thanks for reaching out and and um, allowing me to to come on and, sh- and share on, on on the podcast, man. I'm definitely grateful for the opportunity, man.
0: Hey, man. Appreciate you. Well, you enjoy enjoy the rest of your day out in, out in Knoxville. You know. And enjoy the cold.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. I, I, yeah, you enjoy the warm, but I enjoy the cold, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, man, we'll be in touch soon. How you yeah, doing? Not word, bro. All right. Yo, thanks for listening to this episode of the Nine Point Started with a Dream podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can find more athlete driven content at ninepoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one. Opportunity away. Peace.